0: Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney. It is Monday, March 18th. And before we get into the podcast today, I just wanted to make sure all of you listening out there have heard the news that Orange County is under official um, official lockdown. So anything that is not essential uh, to the health and safety of our community is is now um, on hold for the next two weeks. This is effective um, as of yesterday through March 31st um, and updates on that will be ongoing. But if you get a chance, you can check the Orange County Register online or the LA Times, they have updates on that. And the goal of that is to slow the spread of this thing. So um, all office gatherings, all personal gatherings, um, if you're planning on going out with friends or having people over to your home, all of that um, is canceled for now. You can still gather with your the people who live in your house with you. <laughs> so this doesn't mean you can get away from your kids, <laughs> um, but... We are all now officially on lockdown and want to offer you some words of encouragement today with news that I know is difficult for so many. So we have a very special guest today on the podcast. Our first special guest that doesn't live in my house. We are recording (laughs) remotely via Zoom here with April Rudge this morning. Hi, April. Hi, Courtney. Glad to be here. It's so good to have you. You've been a a part of PECOM for a long time. You teach our music together classes and you're one of our bridge ministers and you're just all around awesome. So thanks for being with us.
1: Oh, thank you. It is my pleasure.
0: We were going to start today by talking a little bit about uh, grief and how grief has been surprising to both of us in this season, especially because we have no one near and dear to us yet who has fallen ill with this. So what's, what's that about?
1: Yeah, I, well, as we were mentioning a little bit before, I, I had a big realization during my bridge training a couple of years ago that we can feel grief over things that aren't death or aren't sickness. Um, and it might be the loss of an expectation or a loss of hope over something. Um, and sometimes we, we trivialize that feeling. And I, I feel like that, gives us a, that's a disservice to us, Um, and my husband sent me a link yesterday about a a father who was, who was giving himself the permission to grieve all the little things um, of daily life, of being able to hug their neighbors, of being able to um, go to Dairy Queen and enjoy blizzards together, Um, and it was not to compare one's grief, because you really can't it's not going to be the same as the nurse that is working so hard right now in the hospital um, and seeing hard hard things and trying to do her best is grieving in a very different way Um, but it doesn't serve anyone to compare um, but that we can honor our own grief acknowledge it and then for me I try to hand that over and cry out Um, you you know to others to God and find that support um, that you need to work through and process and, and to honor, honor that feeling amidst the other joys of being able to slow down and having a calendar that's free. We never imagined that in our life, we're right. for the loss um, of sports and music and gathering together as a church community, as a school community. My kids are sad to not be able to be with their friends right now and um, But there are moments of joy at gathering around the dinner table in an unhurried manner. Um, I wish we did that more often when we were under a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the lessons we're learning that we didn't want to learn or intend to learn will be so far reaching on the other side of this. And, and those little moments of grief, they've been a surprise to me too. I think Lincoln had his last basketball game of the season canceled and he was just really hitting his stride and he was really crushed by that. And, um, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to give compassion to my kids when they have those moments than to me. I'm like, well, I'm not sick and dying. I'm not on the front lines of the medical care. Um, But to be able to say like, that little thing makes me sad and that's okay. And God is present to me in that sadness. And God doesn't say, well, everyone else has it worse than you, right? Like God ministers to us in those moments. So what is something silly or small that has caused you that moment of grief over these past few days, April? Have you had that moment?
1: Ooh, I think hugging my neighbors. I'm, you know me. I'm You're a hugger. hugger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I from Friday, we as a family made a decision to practice social distancing for the good of the community, not not because necessarily we're as afraid for ourselves, not being high risk, but I don't want to be a vector of virus for anyone else. Um, and just looking at the science and finally kind of clicking and understanding the science of it all. We, we felt like we had, we had to be responsible in that, in that way. Um, so I think it's, it's hugging my friends and, and extended family, um, so maybe that's not small. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big small. <laughs> and, yeah,
0: and the the very thing we usually use to show love, we now do the opposite to show love, and that's just like a yeah. that's a mental disconnect, right? That's a. Yeah. My parents live across the street from us and we haven't been in physical contact. We haven't been within six feet of them in four days now. And it's terrible. You know, like we feel like we're visiting each other in prison outside the fence, but it's because we love each other. And Daryl and I know how much we were out in the community last week. And so until we know we're clear Mm -hmm. and my dad flew in through O'Hare and he's like, you know, if anyone's like, I need to stay Fifty feet away from everyone, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's hard. It's hard, and I think those moments are surprising. I, mm-hmm. I was telling you a little bit earlier. I I came across a thread online of of student athletes whose seasons had been canceled. Some of whom were going to the NCAA double tournament. NCAA. You can tell how sporty I am. <laughs> going to that tournament for the very first time and just had that season canceled. No fanfare. No apology. Just we're done. And mm-hmm. I was reading through this and really like this is first world problems, right? Like none of them are sick or dying, but just thinking about those 18 year olds, those 20 year olds and the magnitude of that loss. And then thinking about how much that loss is compounded. I was Mm -hmm. sitting in front of my computer crying and Daryl's like, Oh no, what's wrong? And I'm like, the tournament is canceled. And he goes, you don't watch sports. (laughs) like." But those surprising moments of grief and that God sees them and holds them as big or small as they are. God is there.
1: Yeah. And he is. And I think... that's one of the things to look for that starts to give me perspective when I am grieving the little things and the bigger things is that sense of looking for God and saying, where is the good? It's like the my neighbor has a wonderful um, wooden sign in her home that says, believe there is good in the world hmm. and it has be the good outlined um but finding some way to help for me in that grief even if it's really small maybe it's sending out i for all my music families i'm really missing them too and you know they're families with young children and that can be isolating on its own so i think that's compounding now for many families not just families with young children um so sending them a resource or something like that is really um a small thing that I can do to show my love, uh, yeah. but, and you might hear my kids outside. <laughs> <laughs> you might
0: hear mine in a minute too. It's, uh, we're all working without a net here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I, I love that reminder that there, there are griefs that are larger and heavier, but small griefs are griefs too. And to give ourselves permission to be you know there's a big difference between wallowing and just giving permission to say i feel this and i'm going to feel it for a moment and then i'm going to pick up and keep going
1: yes and and i think that's that's really what i was hoping to get toward with perspective right yeah. finding honoring that that grief big or small or or maybe just calling it grief and not labeling it right just yeah. saying i'm feeling that yeah and then like you said there's a big difference between the wallowing and the gaining a little bit of perspective and reaching out um and and finding a way to move forward and have yeah. that be that's a part of what you're experiencing, but it might not be the primary thing that you're holding on to anymore. For sure. Yeah.
0: So yeah, folks listening, we would love to hear. What small or unexpected things you're grieving, you can write into the podcast, Courtney.ellis, MIPcom.com, or if you want to be a guest and talk about some of those things, I have figured out Zoom and we can record remotely. So I'd love to have additional voices on this podcast. And April, I wanted to ask you, because you are something of a musical expert, um, and how can music help us in this season, right? We're not able to go to church and listen to the choir. We can't go to your music classes right now. Although the Metropolitan Opera just put all of its stuff online for free. So there are some great resources coming out, but how can music help us help our kids, help our shut-ins, help our elderly? How can music be, how can music minister to us in this season?
1: Um, There's so many, there's so many ways. And I think the the difference between knowledge and doing is simply getting started. So yeah. I, I would say to anyone, um, just make music daily. Make mm-hmm. make a pact with yourself that you're going to integrate that into your day, new daily routine. <laughs> whether whether it's asking Alexa to play, you know, your favorite Dvorak Piece, or maybe it's just dancing to my son's favorite song right now is September. And, and like, yeah. I love rock and roll and a lot of oldies. Yeah. Um, the, the physical movement we know is so powerful, um, but with music, it's even more powerful. And yeah. if you're inside or if you're outside with your family, um, having moving in rhythm together has a magic that is in the brain, Um, and simply listening to music also, I mean, they've documented it now. We have the science to back up what everyone has known for millennia, which is that singing together helps your hearts to beat more, more, um, in time together. It causes your stress levels, especially, um, if you're doing it with family who you love to, to optimize, to go down, Mm. um, singing a lullaby to a child, um, it's documented now that, you know, t- for 20 minutes after that singing is over, they are still basking in that glow hmm. of being loved through music. Um, so there's all, all sorts of science to back up the fact that we know we you have fun making music, listening to music, dancing to music, maybe laughing at yourself because... You don't know all the words and you made up your own verses, um, which I highly recommend. <laughs> um, and it is a really kind of this unprecedented time of having access to um, recorded music or live music via live streaming. And I would say take advantage of that. Maybe look into having a, a Spotify or a Apple or whatever music platform you might want to use and using that to be part of the way that you do self-care. Yeah. Um, especially I would say as a parent or as a family, um, music together has a a free app too. And I won't, I mean, it's not the only one out there, but it's beloved all over the world. Actually, there's a huge contingent in Italy of Mm. music together teachers. And so I've been seeing things posted on our, Teacher site with how they're how they're dealing with it because they've been out of classes for five weeks now. Yeah, um, but the Hello Everybody app and we can link to that has eight free welcomes on, so even if people aren't enrolled, they can use that. Um, and those
0: songs are so fun, especially if you have kids 5 and under. I mean, they uh, our little Felicity who's 16, seven, almost 17 months now, you turn one of those on and she just starts bouncing. Like there are a lot of folk songs, some international songs, they're friendly, they're easy, and even if you're someone who thinks you can't sing, you can sing these songs. You can sing. And and they're not kids songs, like they, right. yeah, gold they're not is- annoying, right? Like some kid music <laughs> just makes me want to like it's like
1: nails on a chalkboard and these are not that. Like these are lovely. Well, thank you. I mean, everyone has their own things that they love. And um, I know I run the gamut from all sorts of different kinds of music. So I would say find things that you love and you enjoy listening to and listen to more of it. Today is St. Patrick's Day. And Mm -hmm. I was telling Courtney, and this is my like true (laughs) confession, my my newest mode of self-care is very beginner Irish dancing in my home to... Like a Spotify playlist of Irish reel and jig music, yeah. <laughs> which I love it. Anyone who knows me, a really funny visual, but um, my daughter has started Irish dance in the last year and it's very hard to be upset while you're bouncing around to fiddle music that's Irish. It's just very hard. So for the three minutes that I do it, at least today, um, yeah. I I think find your version of that. What what is bringing you more life and and light when you're doing it? And for me, that's also hymns. I have a great and I'll I'll send you the link to um, there's a one a book that I recently bought and I shared it with some folks at PCOM already and I think they might be looking at it too. But it has a hymn on one side and it has the history of the hymn on the other. Oh, uh, cool. So kind of like It Is Well um, With My Soul has such a rich history. There are so many other hymns like that that when you hear the story of the person or people behind the words and music, it brings those hymns even more alive for me. So I, I would recommend also if you have a piano or even if you just have an iPad, there's there are piano keyboard apps that mm-hmm. are free and you can download and plunking out the the um, the tune. That's actually you can learn piano basic yeah. Yeah. fairly quickly. Um, anyway, uh, I've gone off on tangents, which is no. Awesome. I love it. I love
0: it. The more the more resources, the better for all of us because I think some will hit people in a way that they're like, "Oh, that's my thing," and other people are like, "That's not for me." But the piano app that I can try, you know. So we want to offer a breath of opportunities. And one of the things we've instituted now in our family is we end the day with, right before bath and books and everything, we end the day with a dance party in the living room. And our seven-year-old was like, I'm not doing that. And then two songs in, he was like, okay, fine. It's really hard to resist. You turn on some music. I mean, we there was the hamster dance. Do you remember that song from like oh, the 90s? Oh, yeah we had the hamster dance going and Wilson and Felicity, you know, and Daryl and I need to blow off steam. There's a lot of heavy lifting at church right now. And it's an honor to do it. Like the church exists for such a time as this, we need to blow off steam too. And it was just great. And the first time we did it, it was Daryl's idea, which you wouldn't expect knowing Daryl probably. Um, and he was like, we are doing this every day.
1: Love it. That makes me so, (laughs) so happy. You yeah. started
0: this, April, in a lot of ways. You, you got Daryl into that Music Together class, changed his life. So,
1: Oh, I, I love it. My favorite story of your family in Music Together, well, there's many, um, but was of Lincoln watching when he was very little. He would come to class and watch most of the time, looking around, and you're participating and singing and dancing. And that is... And he would
0: not participate. He would not sing. He would sit there with a bit of a scowl on his face at age three, whole time i think it was
1: yeah yeah and well and then he would play with the instruments and then i remember i got a text from you that said april he just taught all of his cousins all of the music together songs yeah and it's a reminder for us that children are just observing half the time and um i wouldn't like force your kids again like with things like mm, I'm just gonna watch the dance party. Yeah. Let them decide when they're coming in. And as parents, give yourself that same permission that we have to grieve, give yourself permission to be silly with your kids in such a time as this. Yeah. We need that still. You need laughter. Um and you need like a really sweet song. Maybe you sing Danny Boy today. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um I, we're gonna link to the uh song the Irish Blessing because I love that. That was the last song actually that I sang at my church the last summer, my home home church up in Seattle. Mm. Uh, and it's a, a beautiful prayer for everyone today. Um, yeah. But back to the 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 thing that I want to make sure parents know when they're making music is that please 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 give yourself permission to not sound like recording artists Yeah, that have taken, you know, 20 different takes and they have a different um, production manager managing (laughs) the sound. Resist the, the urge to compare to recording. It's a wonderful thing that we have the ability to record music and to share it all around, but there is no substitute for your voice. And yeah, own it and own it and and allow yourself to have a shaky voice and and to have those oops moments and um, all of that is beautiful and really if you're doing it with your kids and if you're doing it with that whole spirit for your for yourself and your family to express to be that creative expression it it, it doesn't matter that you're not sounding like Beyonce right now yeah well that doesn't mean if you want to you know train go right ahead yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think that's true for parents, and that's true for shut-ins. That's true for singles. Like that's true for our older adult couples. Like sing together, you know. No yes. one's judging you. No one's there. But it does open up something in that well of emotion that can be really helpful. And I was home watching the live stream of worship this Sunday to manage yeah. the kids because we didn't want to bring our whole family out there and have me ha- just to have me assist in worship. And Daryl and Jackson did the worship service, and Jackson preached this amazing, profound sermon. But the moment that got me was when Jeff and Kathy got up there and sang sang together, and I just all of the stress of the past few weeks and um, shepherding our church and shepherding our family, that music just broke something open in me, and I heard from so many of our folks that like I was fine until that song, um, but mm-hmm. that God used it, God used it for me, God used it for so many in our congregation, like music is powerful, and it reaches to our spirit in a way that sometimes. Just an intellectual conversation with God doesn't. It. Yeah. It's same, same. I. And then Wilson, who's three, goes, Mommy, why are you crying? We're sitting on the couch. We have pirate's booty during church, right? He's eating his little <laughs> snack. He's like, nothing is sad. And I had to explain the difference between sad and deep and profound. And, I, you know, no one was understanding it. But I was like, Mommy is fine. There's just, you know, the music is, is, is a soul thing in the way um, – Yeah, just in a way that's really particularly important and valuable in seasons like this.
1: Agreed, agreed. So
0: thanks, Kathy Harris and Jeff Given, for making us all cry. I hope you feel bad.
1: Thank you so much. We're so grateful. (laughs) And we really love it when you sing.
0: (laughs) More of that, more of that. I will just have tissues ready next week. I know now. Um, So April, I know you had a prayer to share with us and you also have a psalm to share with us. So I'm going to let you... Transition us into. We say this is a daily prayer podcast, and we always do get around to it, right? But we have things <laughs> to talk about.
1: Oh, thank you, everyone, for your uh, patience on our. This is my first time being on a podcast, too. It's very exciting. Um, I I wanted to share a prayer that even before um, the pandemic had spread here has been giving me lots of, um, comfort and I think it's a comfort for many around, but it's a serenity prayer. And I've been sharing it out loud with my kids when I feel like they need it, but also when I feel like I need it. Um, and it goes like this and I mess it up all the time. I'll be honest. So you can mess up in prayer. Is God okay with what? that? <laughs> yes, it's fine. We have, we I we practice a lot of self-compassion. He is in the royal we, I guess. I don't know, me. And, me and God. And um, here it goes. So God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. And just like I did, sometimes I need to repeat it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that gives me a sense of... Both acceptance and action. Um, so kind of like with the grief, you're accepting that emotion and then you're able to find something to move forward. Um, okay. So that's been helpful. And then I would love to share a psalm that I marked in my Bible, I want to say 16 years ago when I was living in Ecuador. Um, And I was somewhat alone (laughs) in that time. But I wasn't lonely. But I had a time to read through and mark up my Bible with a lot of my favorite psalms. And so I'll be happy to share that now. It's Psalm 138. And it's a psalm of David. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down towards your holy temple, and I will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is on high, he looks upon the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands.
0: This is the word of the Lord thanks, thanks be, be God. to God Thank you April thanks for taking the time in the midst of a, a busy day despite not being able to live, leave the house it's there's a lot to do there's a lot to manage oh,
1: yeah thank you it was it's fun it's a, a surreal feeling to be recording but Getting to talk to everyone, so we love you, PCOM family and visitors. And may the peace that surpasses all understanding really be with us all. I really appreciated Jackson's sermon on my favorite passage on Sunday, and it was um, lovely to see people coming together virtually, too. So I hope we stay steadfast in our our hope and our we know that this will be temporary um but that it's okay to acknowledge that it's hard
0: amen that's 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 spot on well thank you friend and thank you to all you friends out there tune in tomorrow for the next edition of the pcom daily prayer podcast